The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to chat about leveraging SEO data to better understand your target market. Joining us is Lazan Kunka, who is the head of insights at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. Yesterday, Lazanne and I talked about why you as an SEO don't know your target market yet, or at least what information you can get out of some of the queries that you're already getting. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about what Searchmetrics' Insights product is really about, which is understanding the connection between search data and market insights. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second installment of my conversation with Lazan Kunka, Head of Insights at Searchmetrics. Lazan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hello, Benjamin. Happy to be back. <laughs> it's good to have you here. I'm excited to continue our conversation from yesterday. We started a two-sided conversation. There's the understanding of the connection between search and your target market. And first, we wanted to talk about how SEOs can learn more about their customers by looking at the queries they're already getting. And a lot of that is understanding and breaking down the query string that you're getting. And then also looking at the page insights, what's on the page that Google's presenting to get some information about how they think about the person they're marketing to or trying to provide a user experience to. The other side of that coin is, as an SEO, what value can you provide to your organization to help them understand what's happening in their market? Talk to me a little bit about how you can leverage search data to gain some market insights. Yes, of course. That's an exciting topic. 
Well, the key question is how do you communicate search data within your organization? And as SEOs, what we talk about a lot is the granular level of a keyword string, but that really won't be as understandable for other parts of your organization. So it's really about putting keywords into categories and then communicating the value of the potential of categories and you know metrics on a category level instead of saying keyword X has you know seen a growth of X Y Z. It's very difficult to translate that into business potential. So instead, if you go and say category X has seen an X percent growth month over month, year over year, whatever you're looking at, you know, that tells a different story. I understand what you're saying in the sense of when you aggregate important keywords and you're able to look at a category level, you can pick out some trends. I guess the question for me is, is that a leading or a trailing indicator? Do you find that search demand increases first before the need for a product does, or does a product become more necessary and then search demand goes up? So, yeah, I mean, organizations are traditionally very focused on sales numbers, and that's why us SEOs, we understand the value of having a search volume, which is usually a leading indicator, you know, can be trailing in other cases, but really if you focus on the on the right queries, you can have a really good leading indicator for demand. So yes, it's about leveraging that potential because it's not just that, it's, um, but it's also that search data is very timely. You have it available very early on and you don't have to wait, for example, for big market research institutes to publish numbers or for your sales department to publish sales numbers, but you can actually have a very early indicator. So Lizanne, give me a couple examples or or an example of how a a company might use category level search data to figure out a trend in the market. Of course. I mean, yeah, there's tons out there. Um, One, for example, let's go into pandemic. Everyone knows by now that puzzling has become a trend. Everyone's puzzling at home during lockdown. People are puzzling at home. You don't know that? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Got me there. I was like, okay, you know that. I have two kids and they're young. Puzzling doesn't work because pieces get swallowed. Ah, Okay. Okay. (laughs) So that's why they have adults puzzles. But yeah, Uh, no, it's actually, I mean, everyone knows that. I'm not telling something new with that. But the the interesting piece is if you start drilling down into categories and that's what you, you know, you can do that really well with search data. Whereas with, you know, traditional market research, it's a lot more difficult to go into much detail because you don't have as much data available. So, for example, one thing that we looked at was puzzling was because obviously when you're providing puzzles, you do want to know, okay, which kind of product should I be promoting? And what we saw that, for example, adults puzzles saw a much bigger trend uh, than kids puzzles, which now that you hear it sounds reasonable. Obviously, maybe kids have been puzzling before and now adults found the, you know, the joy of puzzling. The joy of puzzling. You know, trying to phrase that. <laughs> exactly that. But still, like adult categories is also quite a big category. If you do want to push all your adult puzzles, that's quite a big investment usually if you're if you're a manufacturer. So you can drill down even further and say, go on a product level. And I think one thing that triggered our research into that topic was The Guardian saying that a thousand piece puzzles we're seeing such a big trend and we're just asking the question of, well, a big trend. Yeah. What is that? Like, what's the, what's the scale? What's the relation of that? And we looked at all the product, all the puzzling products that we could identify in our database. And we found out that, for example, yes, a thousand piece puzzles were trending, but a 2000 piece puzzles 
were trending even more. You could just look at the search volume data for that. You've got various sources for that. If you put them all together, you've got very nice and accurate and granular data as well there that you can just use to make business decisions. If you're able to map that to your sales numbers, to your traffic numbers, you know, can build really easy business cases from that. Yeah, I think that's interesting, not only because it highlighted a a category level trend, but it also gave you product information where you're seeing that, you know, if I am in gaming and entertainment, I'm looking to see, all right, well, puzzling is important, but it's not just which puzzles, it's how many sizes with the who the potential user is, whether it's adult or children. I think that there's also another way to think about using search data to get competitive insights. And it actually has less to do with the category and more to do with the competition. So how can you use search insights to understand who's succeeding and who's failing within a given industry? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely ways. I think one thing that we need to clarify is that we're always talking about indicators when we're talking about search. So those are not the real numbers, not the real demand numbers, not the real competition numbers, but it's really good indicators. And there's not enough data out there or quality data out there to be saying that we we couldn't be using those. So competition, very easy to just use the rankings, aggregate those, do an estimation on the amount of traffic that each ranking gets, aggregate it, for example, on a domain level, and there you have a perfect indicator for market share. And it's as simple as that, as long as you get the keywords and your categories right, the aggregations that you do based on that are relatively easy. Yeah, so that's a very easy way to just understand the movement in your market because ranking is also something that you can just update very frequently. I mean, SEOs know that market share is a very common KPI there, but you really can translate that into a really good indicator for a business KPI. I think that you know, ranking is, is one thing to look at to, as a way to evaluate your competition, but there's also the types of keywords that a company is ranking for and what they're creating their content for. Let's use our puzzling example. You know, we might have puzzle.com is known for kids' puzzles. And as the pandemic happens, all of a sudden they start creating content and ranking for adult topics. Well, now you know that they're going through a product expansion. So you can gain some information on what your competitors are thinking about doing by looking at not only where they're ranking, but what content and, you know, how, what content they're creating. Exactly. Yeah. Also, yeah, what, what type of queries they're ranking for. I mean, you could also be looking for navigational queries. So for example, branded queries. So you would be able to understand who has a big brand awareness in a certain market if you just filter the queries by type navigational, just, you know, look at the market share and then you'll get some really good insights from that. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with a low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. 
Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Definitely. So are there other ways that you think about getting market insights other than just looking at, you know, what categories are trending, growing or shrinking and, and what's happening with your competition? Well, there's multiple other things that you can do. Is um, we, We've talked a little bit about yesterday as well. It's just aggregating consumer data as well. So you could be splitting everything by search intent. Or you could, again, be looking at SERP features to identify what kind of content people are looking for. So, I mean, search activity happening online is basically just a reflection of, you know, what will be happening offline as well. So you've got all the data available there as well. People are searching. That's a certain demand. Companies are offering their products. That's them participating in the market, which results in a market share. So you really just need to formulate your business question and then match the right search data for that. And you've got all the KPIs out, all the metrics that SEOs already know, you just need to translate them in, in the right way. I think we've mentioned a few here, but there's definitely more. <laughs> you bring me to my last question, which is, it's great. We've got all of this rich data and you can use it for answering lots of very strategic business questions outside of SEO, but there's a translation issue, right? It's almost like we speak different languages between SEO and either marketing exec or, or general business execs. How do you advise SEOs to sort of upsell the value of the data that they're generating and have access to? Yeah. I mean, providing the explanations, I guess, is always key. Just with, with search, the yeah, thing is you can provide all the transparency. The data is there. This is not, you know, making it up. You got the data. Just make sure that stakeholders have the possibility to understand what's behind it and then start translating it into actual business terms. So what we usually do is we always talk about search volume and in the business context or in a you know decision-making context, we start talking about demand volumes because search volume doesn't speak the same language again as, as we do when we make uh, decisions about a market. So really just try and understand really what that indicator translates to and then use that term. It's like, there's various examples out there. I mean, it's market share traditionally in market research, for example, is called share of voice. So just slightly changing the wording here and there while always providing full transparency of where the data is coming from, I think is key. It's a very nuanced tactic. And I think that's something that, you know, the SEO community has at times struggled with is speaking a language that non-SEOs can understand when we talk about ranking data and keywords and intent, a lot of the times that doesn't translate directly to what an executive is thinking about and how they drive their business. Instead of saying the number of queries, you're talking about the amount of demand, right? Like it means the same thing. It sounds simple, but it, it's exactly that. And you just got to do that step because, I mean, the data that we're sitting on as SEOs is massive. We can all be very confident in, in the quality of the data that we have. If we just make that little connection now, I think it'll be huge potential for, for businesses you know, to, to mitigate risks in the end. I think that training executives to be aware of the power of search data and also leveraging it to provide insights in a way that they understand and think solves their business problems is really one of the biggest trends. And the reason why, Lizanne, I wanted to have this conversation with you is I think that 
SEOs at time are struggling to move forward in their career. And often that has to do with feeling siloed within SEO and just being an operator in the channel, as opposed to being able to provide strategic insights that apply to the entire business, not just one part of the marketing team. Before I let you go, I know that you're the head of insights at Search Metrics. Talk to me a little bit about you know what your team does and you know what the platform that you built are, how it helps organizations answer some of their strategic questions. Well, one of the key things that we wanted to solve is the aspect of finding the right keywords to put into a category where our work almost always starts already with discussing what is my category with our customers because that itself isn't always a trivial process because, you know, how you define a category in the end is also very subjective. So that's where we start. Usually we have a consulting team for that. If customers do need support, if they don't, then, you know, Customers just give us their category system through our platform and then can aggregate all the metrics there. We got all the keywords. We have our huge research databases. We have all the metrics ready to be used. We help customers aggregate different ways of just delivering that data, whether it's fully automated or it's also, you know, us helping with analyzing data in the end and then communicating it as well because we also see that big need of just helping SEOs communicate the value of the data that they're sitting on. So yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) Well, if you have trouble understanding what's happening in your market, or if you're struggling to understand how to communicate with your organizations about some of the changes that are happening at the macro level, Lizanne and the Search Metrics team are, are here to help. Lizanne, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being my guest. Thanks, Benjamin. It's a pleasure. (laughs) And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Lizanne Konka, the head of insights at Search Metrics. If you're interested in contacting Lizanne, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit her company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.